910 Sports with Icon E, the podcaster who speaks his mind, not afraid to go against the grain, the podcast that will make you think while discussing the latest topics in the NBA, NFL, college football, basketball, and more, giving the latest interviews and spotlighting the youth of today and tomorrow and the coaches who put it all together while building championship programs. So what's going on? What's going on? It's your boy, Iconi. And we here on the 910 Sports Show. And I got my man, my co-host, you know what I'm saying? Uh, my, my boy, King Jacob, man. How you doing, my man? I'm good, bro. Good morning to everybody out there in radio land, man. Podcast land, man. We're about to get this show started, man. Talk about the great war word of sports, what we all love. Great yes, debates. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, you know sir. What I mean? so, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. This this episode three, 910 sports. Um, we we starting out pretty good so far. Um, so far, so good. Um, so you know, um basically, uh, you know, I got I got with this brother, King Jacob, you know, probably about a month ago, and for him to be able to come on here. And to uh, start co-hosting with me, um, or whatever, because um, like I said, um, it's good to have somebody you can interact, and go back and forth with, and discuss different topics and everything. So we're just gonna kind of get right into it. First and foremost, I just want to thank God for this opportunity to wake up again to be able to do this, especially on this Sunday morning. And I thank anybody that comes on and watches this morning. I know you could be doing anything else and be anywhere else. And I know a lot of y'all probably are getting ready for church this morning. So if you do take time to watch this live as we on right now, I appreciate it. So anyway, I was going to first, I'm going to get into, uh, I was watching some of the college football games yesterday. Um, so I, I will probably get into, we'll probably talk first, get into that, that Georgia Clemson game. From what I took from it, watching the game, you know, you had two new quarterbacks on each side. So you could tell the jitters was there. It was a big game. Some, you know, it's a kind of a catch twenty two when you play these big games early in the season, because sometimes it's hard to gauge where these teams are really going to be at five, six, five, six games down the road because they're still trying to get acclimated to the season. And both teams had a lot, not just quarterbacks. They had a lot of new players. Clemson um, had, um, you know, probably. Uh, you know, a bunch of new players because, you know, they're running back. He got drafted. The quarterback was gone. I think a couple of receivers, some defensive players was out of there. So for them to even play as strong as they did defensive-wise was impressive to me. But so what do you what, – what what did you take out of what you've seen early on in that game? Well, in, in that game, um, I, I remember the quarterback from Clemson, you know, playing maybe a couple games last year when, when Trevor was out. And um, he did pretty well. But I also know that you can't treat him like you treat Trevor Lawrence because they're two different quarterbacks. So you got to have plays designed, especially for that quarterback. But while I took it out of that game, neither offense was strong. Um, Both had pretty good defenses. But Georgia had exceptionally fast linebackers. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Fast, fast linebackers. So – with that being said, um, you know, I, I listened to a couple of Georgia fans on, on Facebook and whatnot. They, they, you know, 
braving and boasting and bragging and I, I guess they're happy because they did finally beat Clemson after some yeah. years. Because you know, mm-hmm. Clemson has Clemson been taking the taking it to Georgia for a while now. Yeah. And so um I feel like Clemson program is always gonna be a good program. I feel like Dabo know what he's doing. And and I, I feel like, you know, they lost the first game, but I feel like they're gonna finish strong. And I feel like Georgia is a team in the SEC that can't quite get over the hump to to win the, to win a national championship. I well, think see, Georgia I think Georgia's cursed, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I kind of, I, I think Georgia teams in general. You look at the the, the, uh, the Falcons, uh, you look at the Hawks, you look at Georgia. I mean, they all seem to be cursed or whatever, or seem like they always choke or something when it when it when the when the heat when the heat is on, or where they can't handle the heat. Um, right. and, and and my thing my thing was, I think this was more important for Georgia to win this early game than Clemson. Because right. let's be honest, Clemson's conference, the ACC, is not that strong. You know what I mean? Right. They have a, they have maybe one scare each year, maybe like that one game that you know a team of like a Carolina or Virginia Tech or somebody will play them close, and then give them maybe have a chance to beat them. But for the most part, um, you know they they're gonna win. They'll probably go eleven and one or whatever it is. Cause I think most most teams play twelve games. So they'll go eleven and one, go to the conference championship, beat the brakes off of whoever they play in the conference championship, and be right back in the mix. So with Georgia, I think it's more important because you know their road is maybe a little bit harder. You know, you have you know um, I'm not sure because it's kind of weird with the SEC because the SEC, Ellen, you know, of course you're gonna have your Alabama and Georgia's there, but then your Florida, LSU's, whatever they or Auburn's, they may be up and down. So you never know who the other two. Because they usually have about three or four strong, strong, you know, championship type caliber teams in the SEC at one time or whatever. Because that's what I always tell people. I say the SEC, they're a little bit overrated because I'm like, y'all act like they good from top to bottom. It's only like every year three or four teams that really are very competitive in that conference. You got your hey, Georgia man. Alabamas nine times out of ten, but then uh, everybody else flips around and you know, changes it up, changes up. Like LSU just won a cha- national championship two years ago. The last couple of years, they've been down. So you just never know. So I think it was more important for Georgia to get that early win than Clemson. So what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I, I, I think it's more important because of the SEC. And people talk about the SEC all the time. <clears throat> I, I haven't, I haven't been impressed with the SEC, bro, since, since, since you know. Um, since them days when Jamarcus Russell was in the SAC. So, um, you know, I, I, I just, I, I, I just haven't been impressed. So, you know, but, but you, you right. They have three, four good teams, man. But, but um, a, a lot of people don't know that the ACC put a lot of players in the NFL, man. Oh yeah. A lot of players. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It, the SEC, Put you know the running backs, the quarterbacks, the 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 the, the wide receivers, the the um, the linebackers, but the but the ACC put those in there, and they put special teams and punt like it's a lot of people don't really pay attention to the like yeah, 
you might not call Boston College strong, but they put mm-hmm. a lot of players in the NFL. You might yeah. not call Virginia yeah. strong. They put a lot of players in the NFL. You might not call Virginia mm-hmm. Tech strong, but they put a lot of players in the NFL. So I think, man, that um the SEC fans, man, they they um I think they hate us, bro. Like because yeah, yeah. when it when it comes to the ACC winning and and when it comes from the 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 conference that Ohio State and Penn State is in winning, they they can't and see that's another conference that they they fail to realize uh, fail to forget that 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 Iowa that Michigan Ohio State mm-hmm. you know Penn State Michigan State they put a lot of players in in, in the league man yeah 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 I mean they do I mean I know Miami at one time was like uh, put more teams in the first round than any team in the country. Oh, yeah, uh, it was like a five-year stretch. Well, everybody in the um, uh, the the team, the, the Miami was putting like five or six first rounds in every year. You know what right. I mean for for a stretch or whatever. So, and they still do, even though Miami hasn't right. had a strong a strong you know showing the last few years. They still putting the NFL players out there. You know what I'm saying or whatever. So, um, you know, like you see, you see right now, I got on the Miami the Miami Hurricane team, so we can kind of transition to that. Uh, first, I just want to say, um, you know, we are sponsored by CEV Sports Network here. Um, so that they are our partners with this whole thing. So, so, so y'all know, so y'all, so y'all know who we partnered up with, or whatever. Um, so, but anyway, I'm gonna keep going and keep moving on. But um, we um, so yesterday, we you know, of course, we played Alabama, and I already knew what was gonna happen. My thing wasn't even looking at for the for, far as whether or not we were gonna win the game. I was looking for more from my standpoint because I've been a Miami fan since the 80s. So, hold on. So, we uh, we got our, our guest coming on. So, hey, hey, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Hey, how you doing? How you doing, young lady? Fine, how are you? Good, good, good. So, everybody, this is this is Crystal. Let me, now, let me make sure because I've probably been butchering your name all week. <laughs> Crystal Leanne, Leanna, is it Mosette or Mosette? How you pronounce? Oh, Lord, please stop. <laughs> oh Lord, is that bad? That's bad. Oh my goodness, <laughs> I feel I feel bad. I feel bad. It's Crystal Lee. My wrestling name is Animosity. Animosity. Okay, Lord, how mercy! I should have called you and asked you without, because I've been butchering that bad. <laughs> Good Lord. Oh, okay. So, so how are you doing this morning? I'm good. How are y'all this morning? Doing pretty good, thank you. Yeah, so this is my co-host King Jacob. So, uh, but basically, so we we're gonna get right into it. Um, so kind of tell us in the beginning how how did this come about? Was this like a childhood dream, or is just how how all this come about with you being a professional wrestler? It was a childhood dream. Uh, I grew up watching it with my mom and my granddad. So, okay. And then me and my cousins and my brother and my sister, we used to get in the backyard and take some rope and make a ring and, and just pretend we were <laughs> fighting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I remember them days because I remember when I was a kid, me and my friends, I'm telling you, we went so far where we would cut out the cardboard boxes and put the aluminum foil, you know, take my mom aluminum foil and put like the silver. Oh, and then sometimes they did have to go to Luma for you. So you you try to make it like you had a wrestling belt that was either like a, yeah. you know, whether you were the world champion or the U.S. champion. 
and then you'll write on there. You put US. You get you a, a, a marker and write, you know, whatever champion, whatever title. And I'm gonna tell you how crazy we were with it. We were so crazy because it was like a yard in front of in front of my apartment where we could wrestle. So we would actually write up contracts, like write <laughs> you put your name, your real name, and then your wrestling name. So whoever you wanted to be, if you want to represent yourself as Rick Floyer or Hulk Hogan or whatever, and then we would. Make each person we would do like uh you know how they used to do like especially the, the um WCW days when they used to have like Starcade. I don't know if yeah. you remember like Starcade and we were like, Oh, this is yeah, so we would do that. And then we would like do a whole thing and then we would and I remember we had flares. We would put them in the ground and we turn the music on and we walk down like we walk into the ring and everything. I'm talking about it'd be I'm talking about we was all out with this thing. It was all yeah. out. Yeah, so, so, so we, what? We did that besides the flares, but we did everything else besides the flares. So we used to <laughs> make belts and stuff out of aluminum foil, cardboard boxes, and yeah, we, we did it all. We even made a, my brother and my cousin made a tag team belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was so crazy. Yeah, then me and my sister ended up taking it. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So it it was fun. It was really fun. Cause we used oh, okay. to have kids. It was kids in my in uh, on my street. Um, they knew that I was really into wrestling. The guys did, and they mm -hmm. used to come down to the house and and when they see us out there pretending we fighting in the ring and stuff, they'll come down there and want to play too. So I had some guy friends that was into it too. Okay, okay. So, so what age did you like start? Like, what what age did it become like serious? I was nine. You was nine. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, so how old were you when you when you had your first like like training or for it and like you started really doing it, doing it? To be honest, it was late. I felt like it was late because I wanted to do it when I was like way younger, but. I had got married and had kids, so I didn't really get a chance to do it, do it until I was 30. I oh, wow. I 30, 30, 32. Oh, wow. Yeah, that is, that is like for a wrestler. Yeah, that is yeah. like for us. So, so are you, are you, what kind of wrestler were you? Were you like the, uh, I guess you could say like the, the Rey Mysterio type or were you like the power wrestler? What what would you no, what kind of I was, I was more like the the women that I portrayed when I was younger that I was really fascinated with was like Sherry Montel, Jacqueline, uh, Medusa. Um, those women is who I created my character from. Okay. Oh, so you were just evil. You were just mean in, in the ring. <laughs> no, that, that, that's how I came up with the name. But I was more like the Miss Elizabeth Nancy type, like type of character. Okay. So it was like it's like I know how to be the the pretty type, but I also know how to be the aggressive type. So I so okay. so you so you was oh go ahead Jacob. So did you have a a macho man Randy Savage by your side? I had a guy named Diamond wants to be wanted to be that macho man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get me wrong, I like Macho Man, but man, nah, I didn't want I didn't want to 
I didn't want to do that one. Mm-mm. No, but I but I end up um I was in the indie circuit, so I trained with like Jimbo, Mike Devine, L.A. Tank, and Chili Willie, and it was like when I finally got it. Well, before I got a chance to really <laughs> have my first match, um, mm-hmm. I had got with Chili Willie from ECW, and and I became him and Kenny's um, team manager. We was called the American Gangsters, so. I started traveling with them, just do being a manager. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So you, but you were, you, you, were, you said you were in the WWE at one time too. No. Oh, no. just, just on the indie circuit. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, okay. And um, um, the indie circuit. What, what, what was that? What was the name of that particular indie circuit? Um, I was in Charlotte, North Carolina, so that was the NWA. And we did one in South Carolina or CW, C, yeah, CWA, CAW or CWA or something like that. And then. Hold on. Yeah. What's going on, brother? Hey, I didn't mean to join in. I was just looking at a couple things. I apologize. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, <All> guys. Right. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, um, so you know what? I actually got a friend that actually wrestled. You ever heard of Caprice Coleman? Yeah. Yeah, that's I grew up with him. Yeah. So he's the he. I, I, I think I he's get a chance to meet him, but I, I heard oh, okay. of his name. I heard his name. Yeah, he a real good guy. He uh he wrestles in the AML. I think it is. Um, he's the actually the world champ right now in the AML. So um, were you at were you a- able a- a- um, ever to um, get a title? Um, do I uh, have opportunity to win a title? No. no. Okay. So you, but you were on. You said you were the wrestler, and you managed artists, too, wrestlers too. Yeah. Okay. So walk me through that. How does that work in the wrestling world? When you say manage wrestlers, how does that work behind the scenes? Well, it's either okay. Most most. People that's that either you're either a valet or you're a manager. I consider myself as a manager because I wanted to get in the ring and interact with the guys. So I didn't want to just be a valet because a valet you just you just pretty much more like Miss Elizabeth. You just you just walking down the ring looking pretty. That's it. But okay, um, I told Chili that I wanted to be a manager so that way I can get in. I can interact. Mhm. So. Okay. Okay. Traveling with, traveling with them on the road, like as a manager, they still like. A lot of people think that I probably got cut some slack with them, but I didn't. Mm-hmm. I didn't get cut no slack with them, um, because even when we wasn't in the ring, if we had a hotel, you know, Chili usually always the one having me in the room, like teaching me how to lock up or do certain positions, you know, in the rings. So. It, okay, it was it was, <laughs> it was interesting. What was, did you? What was your signature? You had a signature move. I was working on it. Uh, my I wanted to. I wanted my signature move to be more like Ric Flair type of thing, uh-huh. but I and then I didn't get it to work the way I wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> 
so so what was the what was the like something you could talk about that the craziest thing you've seen behind the scenes that you that you can like talk about or whatever? Oh, oh wow. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh, oh so no. so so this it's leads wild. me to believe uh this leads me to believe that she's seen so many crazy things that she can't even <laughs> gather which ones she wanna talk about. It's a lot uh, it's a lot of crazy things that I've seen in so you'll be like, what the? Okay, but so, mm. right. So this is my question to you. Okay, we we know that you a manager when it comes to the pro wrestling segment. So how the how does that work for the guys um, who have wives or who have girlfriends? Like how <laughs> does how does that work? You know, because when you in a professional manager, is it's just like the music industry, uh, you know, you might be um, a, a manager of somebody's wife and you spend a lot of time with that wife, you know, traveling in and, and meetings and stuff like that in this late night in the studio. So it's it's a pro atmosphere. So how does that work for you, man? Like, um, what are some of those stories that, you know, that you have had to have with with your clients and stuff like that to like be like, whoa, wait, wait, wait a minute now, you know, we ain't going this route. Because honest, it happens. It, it happens honest, all the time. It does happen. It, it happens a lot. <laughs> it's, to be honest, the guys that I really, all the guys I ever dealt with or, or managed or whatever, I never really had that problem. Okay. But, um, mainly like uh, like Cole Cash, and I met his wife. You know, his wife was cool if I became his manager or if I came to a show and been, and came out with him. You know, she was cool with it because she, you know, she met my kids and my kids used to go with me to my shows. And at that time, I was married. Mm -hmm. So I think... I think it was more harder on my end because at that time my kid's father didn't like me traveling with two good looking guys at that. And he felt some kind of way. I know he did because we used to argue a lot every time I came up to have a show. He didn't want me to leave. Um, mm. Well, next time you travel, you got to travel with some ugly guys then. <laughs> but yeah, it is kind of funny because you you used saying that you didn't want to necessarily be like the Elizabeth type. The crazy part about the Elizabeth and Randy Macho Man situation, they was actually married in real life and dating right. and stuff in real life. So their mm -hmm. dynamic was a little bit different. They actually, you know, I, I matter of fact, I watched a documentary on them probably about a couple of months back. They actually spent too much time together. I think because you know Randy Macho Man became very obsessive over 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 her because her being in the locker room around other guys, he actually didn't like that more so as far as her being around the other guys in the locker room. So that ended up like breaking them up. 
Well, he got to the point to where he was possessed. He was like locking her in the locker room so won't nobody else going there to where she was at. So that was yeah. just, to me, was a little bit extreme. Like, that made no sense. <laughs> like, but, you know, everybody, they deal with the things they deal with the, the way they deal with it. But, oh. So how, I how, how, I how? Never, I just never had a problem with the guys in, on their end, like with their wives or with their girlfriends. I never had mm -hmm. a problem with it. Okay. Oh, okay. So, so how, how, um, how many days out of the year were you on the road? <laughs> Every weekend I was, I was gone. I was on the road. Okay. Sometimes I was leave. I leave on Thursday. I get my kids out of school. Sometimes when I was taking my kids with me, I I checked my school on Thursday. And we'll come back home Sunday night. Oh, okay, okay. Because I know, like I know the, the the like the WWEs and all of that. They, I, you know, I heard they they wrestle like three hundred days out of the year, or yeah. whatever. Something foolish. That's, like, when that's, get a bit, that's when you get a bed with Vince McMahon paycheck, where you can, <laughs> where you have to perform every day like in whatever it doesn't matter you you always flying to a different state or either you travel or riding on the road going to a different state to to mm -hmm. be be on a match the next day so it's that that paycheck totally different <laughs> yeah 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 so um so is it something that you would that you would want to get back into at some point or are you completely kind of done with it i miss it I ain't gonna lie and say I don't miss mm. it. I I really miss it. Okay. Um, but it just the way the way things are. I noticed that a lot of people I'm still friends with they're still in it. They still in the indie circuit, and I got two friends that I met in the indie circuit actually is on TNA. But I haven't talked to them. The one in TNA, I haven't talked to them in a couple of years. But the one in, in the circuit, I still talk to them. And they tell me certain things. And, and the way things is today in the wrestling business is not the same. It's not the same. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to go back into it the way it is right now because it just, it just not right. making sense to me. Right. And, you know, I can, I can understand that even, even as a person who, who grew up watching wrestling and things like that and and how it went from you know the the road warriors and um you know Wahoo McDaniel and 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 Dusty and and the four horsemen and um Ricky the Steamboat the junkyard dog and then how I tra transitioned over to you know the Iron Sheik and Hacksaw Jim Duggan and all of them and then from the rock, the stone cold, and where it's at now, and where it's at now, it really is really is really not as interesting and grab you as a fan as it did in those times. It it really don't because I don't even watch it. Like I haven't watched wrestling in what about five years. Mm. I have not watched it, so I don't really know. Like the last person that I I remember seeing on there was the Pope. I think he on um, the Black Pope. He on uh, TNA. Mm -hmm. or I think he's still on TNA. I I haven't even watched it. 
So I right. mean, I met him. I met him in uh, Charlotte, North Carolina. Me and my daughter. So I got a couple pictures with me, him, and my daughter. But you know, we talked for a little while. But I don't know. Yeah, see, so y'all a little bit deeper than me. I don't, I, I I don't even go that far wrestling. I'm I'm w, I'm WWE and old school WCW NWA. So I, I don't even. I ain't even go go like that deep into the other wrestlers when it comes to the the certain um, wrestlers or whatever. Like some of them, I haven't heard about just because I seen them on interviews or whatever. I can't. I'm trying to recall the guy named that just died earlier this year. That was he was a he was a it was black. It was a black wrestler. He was real like crazy. Like he would come. He would like hit you with like uh like Bob Wire and and oh, and, you and, talking about New Jack? Yeah, yeah. So did you know him? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So, so what was New Jack? Like? What was New Jack like? Because when I see the interview on him, I said, "Good Lord, this dude is something else." He's some. Um... <laughs> mm. New Jack, cool. Like he would like to be honest. I guess it depends on how he feel about you. Uh, yeah, I could tell. When I met when I met him, he was to be honest. New Jack was like. He was really nice. He he didn't he wasn't like you know all crazy and stuff. But um, I have seen that side of him. When I did a I did a uh, match with him, uh, I actually I managed him down here in Georgia at a I don't know I'd never been there, but that was my first time going. But I forgot which one it was. It was here in Georgia. And then after we left that match, we went somewhere on the on some building down here, and he made me do a promo with him, and he recorded. <laughs> okay. But it was crazy, but it was fun though. But everybody talked about how crazy he is, and I told him I was scared of him, and he's like, "You got to be scared of me." So, <laughs> so, so, so with him is is do people talk about? How crazy he is on on the business side, like as a as a as as, as a a wrestler, is, is he mental in real life? Monkey's Uncle is a retro vintage inspired t-shirt boutique that's more than just a store. It's family owned and locally operated in Doylestown, Pennsylvania, since 2010. It's a unique experience all to itself that takes you down memory lane, where I know you are sure to find something that will make you nostalgic for that back-in-the-day feeling. From babies to babes, dudes to dads, it's the most fun your closet will ever have. Visit them at themonkeysuncle.net today. That's themonkeysuncle.net or call at 267-247-5865. That's 267-247-5865. Don't forget... TheMonkeysUncle.net. La Touraine Watches represents the spirit of taking risks, making sacrifices, doing what is right, not what is easy, and hard work. Check out all their different highly made handcrafted watches and accessories from bags, watch bands, and straps to bracelets and sunglasses. Their watches can't be bested, like the Compass, the Legacy 2, the Navigator, their Voyager 1893 collection, and the latest, hottest release, the Atlas. 
Free shipping on all orders over $50 and hassle-free returns in 30 days on postage paid returns. Go to LaTerrain.com and use code CEV for site-wide discounts. That's LaTerrain.com. Because some of these wrestlers in real life, man, like, listen, man, I heard, I, I had a homeboy from Tampa and and he told me, when you out there in Texas and San Antonio and Austin, man, he said, uh, Stone Cold is, is something special, boy. He said, he said, Stone Cold Steve Austin is something special. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. New Jack was he was whew. okay the way he is on TV is the way I'm that's how he is in person yeah uh, yeah that I could tell when I seen him on the interview when I seen him on the interview because he was on Vlad Vlad TV and I and I just remember how he I mean how he was talking about Vince McMahon and mm-hmm. um uh I think it was uh what's my man name I think it was it was Eric Big the one I think the one that, that killed his wife and shot herself was it Eric Benoit? I think oh, Chris Benoit. Chris, Chris Benoit. Benoit. Yeah, yeah, Chris Benoit. When uh he uh you know I guess he was talking he was dogging the man out in death. You know what I mean? And like telling him how bad he didn't like him and all this stuff. So I was like, yeah, this guy's a character for real. You know what I'm saying? Like uh so yeah. So what what was your what was your your ultimate high point? Like you like what you could say your your probably the most you know thing that you could say. Okay, I feel like I arrived my moment. Where you really feel like you accomplished something in 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 the game? When when I actually got a chance to meet Baby Doll and Ric Flair, I actually with Baby Doll, I actually hung out with Baby Doll for like a day. It was like a day or two. Like I was I was we was in Charlotte, North Carolina, at a fan fest, and. Me and her was talking, so it was it was me and her, my daughter, and her daughter, uh, Samantha, and me and Baby Doll actually sat down and talked about you know how you know what she went through and and you know she just kind of gave me some pointers about you know how to not allow things to be said about me or put myself in a situation that would make me look bad. And um, she just told me, just always just keep my eyes open and, and don't fall for any, don't fall for everything. So then when that same place, uh, I ended up, uh, I ran into Ric Flair again for the second time. And um, at the best advice I feel he gave me when we, when we was talking was when he told me when wrestling get to the point to where it's boring to me or not exciting anymore is to walk away because that way I won't hurt myself or hurt somebody else accidentally. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So 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 I take it Rick Flair was a good guy. Yeah, he was so mad cool. Like he was it's funny cool. it, it, it's funny you say that uh Rick Flair is loved by a lot of rappers, man. Like when I say he's been in a lot of rappers videos, man, like me old and <laughs> And you know, um, and you know, everybody want that woo on that track. You know what I mean? So you hey, know, I got, I got my woo like the first time I met him. Oh my goodness! It was like um, 
it's like when I first got into wrestling, I, I finally got into it. Mm -hmm. And I was in training, but I went to VCW in Norfolk, Virginia to, to um, support a friend that actually um, helped me get in it. And they had like a, a, a fest, like where they had Ric Flair was like one of the sponsors. Like, like he was like the main character everybody was there for. But uh, Ric Flair was there, Baby Doll was there, uh, Ricky Morton was there. Uh, at the time, Ivan Kolar was there, and I mean, it was a lot of them there. She and, said, Ivan Kolar, what? Oh my god, <laughs> yeah, yeah I Ivan Kolar, bro. I met him hey, back listen. in the day when I was a kid. Hey, I met him hey, when I was a kid. It, it, it's funny you say that because you know, his nephew, Nikita Kolar, you know, yeah. I used to, I used to love that rich, that rushing signal, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So you know, that's back in the day when you, oh man, woo. So, so did you have? Did you have any? Did you have any? Um, any like beefs, like real beefs with any of the other female um uh, wrestlers? No, no, I re I really didn't. I really didn't because no, because I really didn't. I really wasn't around the female wrestlers a lot. I was more. I was around the men more than I were the women. Even when I was training, I didn't train with women. I was training with the guys. Okay. So when I was training with at Jimbo, um, I was training with Jimbo, Mike Devine, and and it was some more other guys there that was that was into into wrestling too. And it was it was. It was like when I should have been training with females, they wasn't there during the two days a week I was going to training. So I was going on mm. Tuesday and Thursday, but they was only coming there, I think, like Fridays or either Mondays or something like that. But if, whatever it was, it was the time that I was going, it was never any females there. Okay, okay. So, so I had to train with the guys, and that was like... Oh, okay, I just, okay. I just, I just felt like... I'm so like short and <laughs> little compared to them, and mm -hmm. they were just like they. I mean, they was they. Don't get me wrong, they was nice. They they taught me a lot, and they didn't they didn't like really be like what you call like really easy on me because I'm a female. You know, I just felt like if I'm if I'm gonna get in this and do this, I know I gotta take my bumps like everybody else. I know I'm gonna get thrown just like everybody else. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so, so how, 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 how about this? Ring, that ring is hard. That ring right, is right, hard. right. Yeah. So it's it, it's funny you say that about these wrestlers, right? Um, I can remember when the Big Show was about 15, 16 years old. Um, I'm from Saluda, South Carolina, so the Big Show went to a private school called Wyoming King Academy in um Saluda, South Carolina. But I went to the public school. And and he was he was he was a huge deal in football at the time. And so when um people say, you know the big show, yeah I know Paul White. I, yeah, I, I definitely do. I, I I definitely know the big show. So um but it's been years since I seen him but we ain't never thought that he would go but he used to always 
always talk about wrestling all the time, man. But you know, p- people that know them was like, when, we we thought he would be in the NFL. You know what I mean? Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Because he loved the football so much. So just to see him wrestling, and 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 he's a huge name in wrestling. So you know, yeah. and he's a he's a really big dude. <laughs> yeah, as a as a as a kid, he was a big dude. Oh, that, oh, okay. that dude, I, I met him. Uh, I spoke to him, and that's about it. Because when I looked up at him, I was like, "Oh Lord, no!" This so you hurt your neck trying to look up and look at him too much. Yeah. Trying to talk, you talk to his stomach. You know what I mean? Like you trying to have a conversation, you got to look at his stomach. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you talking about somebody that, that's that's seven two and like five hundred pounds? Right. Right. <laughs> that that just like walking into Andre the Giant. Like, yeah. <laughs> what? He is, he is the new age Andre the Giant. For real, for real. And it, it was crazy because in the beginning when he first started his career, they tried, they uh, they did the storyline that he was Andre the Giant's son. I don't know uh, if y'all remember that. When yeah. he first came out, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. So, and everybody for years thought that was really his son or whatever. So I do remember that storyline when he first came out, um, or whatever. Um, so, so did you, huh? Did you ever meet the Undertaker? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah. I met the Undertaker. Now, what was the Undertaker like? Now we got to get a little bit of tea on the Undertaker. I mean, I guess it's different with women, uh, because when I met him, he was he spoke, you know, and smiled, but he, you know, he was quiet. Like to me, he was quiet. He really yeah. into a lot of talking. So I don't know. I don't know what everybody else experienced with him, but I know he was quiet around me. Oh, okay. Well, okay. well, he 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 he's a lot different from my man Stone Cold. Cause my people that live in Texas said, if, if you in a bar with Stone Cold, your ass gonna laugh all night, all <laughs> night long. Oh, oh really? <laughs> yeah. I, I I met Stone Cold. Um, when uh he wrestled against the rock and oh wow yeah the way the way he is the way he is in the ring that's just the way he is in yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah 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 uh, and, like, <laughs> and like his favorite thing to do is drink beer he gonna drink beer yeah he gonna drink his beer yeah yeah you, you best believe he got a, he got a couple 12 packs 24 <laughs> but see when you cut when you know country boys country boys can't fake it that's the thing about country, country folk. We we can't fake, we can't fake it. Like how we gonna be, we gonna be. So if we gonna be in wrestling or anything that we gotta play a character, how we are, it's gonna come out. It's gonna eventually come out. You know what I'm saying? Whether we in character mode or we in real life mode, you are gonna be like, okay, they the same exact way. Cause we we can't fake it. You know what I'm saying? You know, he can't. You know what I mean? He can't fake it at all. <laughs> so let me ask. So. Transition, and I see. Okay, now you own the other things. You got entrepreneur type um, things going on for yourself. So, what are you doing now, as far as um, you know, uh, that you can plug and whatever that you got going on on the entrepreneurial side? Well, on that, um, I am doing like two things right at the moment with the entrepreneur thing. I'm a hairstylist, so I do hair and. I'm working on, um, I'm in progress of opening up an all-kids store um, soon. 
And then I'm then I'm a model for uh, coming up in October third for uh, cancer awareness. So I, I'm one of the models for for that event. But um, if you want to get the ticket, it's on um, it's on um, Eventbrite. Oh, okay, okay. Where's where's the event at? Is he in Atlanta? Okay. 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 Yeah, because I know I'm gonna be down there that weekend, but we're gonna be, uh, my group gonna be performing down there at the uh, hip hop festival that weekend, and I think okay. they're supposed to be also having the BT Hip Hop Awards the same weekend. Mm -hmm. So, so we may be involved in some stuff with that too. So, or, or whatever. Um, but yeah, let me so, know so. when you get here. I I come okay. on and support you. Okay. You, uh, okay. Okay. I definitely I definitely let you know. I definitely let you know. So um anywhere near downtown area, I'm I'm definitely I ain't too I ain't but like ten minutes from okay. downtown. Yeah, I, I believe because I'm not sure. I gotta I gotta get with the uh promoter to find out exactly where that is because I'm not sure exactly. I'm I'm not sure if they're doing it downtown this year or for somewhere on a little bit on the outskirts a little bit or right. whatever. Cause he told me the name of the venue, but I but I don't remember it being downtown. You know, and I pretty much know all about it, the Atlanta area for for the most part like that. So but I, li I lived there for 11 years, so I'm very familiar with almost everywhere that you could go in Atlanta, you know, what I mean, or whatever. So um, so in, um, on the long. So basically, you would say you, know, you would get back into wrestling if you had the opportunity, which you're just trying to get where well, you just kind of wait for the right time to do it or the right situation. I would, well, honestly, I would love to get back into it, but, well, okay. I got hurt. I got mm -hmm. hurt in 2012. Okay. Um, when, um, and it was, it came from being in the ring and stuff, but I thought it was like some little minor thing or whatever. But when I went to the, uh, I went to the back, my back doctor about it, and that's when I found out, you know, they told me that if I fall the wrong way or whatever, I could cripple myself or paralyze myself. So, mm. so they recommended that I didn't go back in the ring. So, mm. Mm. I said, well, I think, I think, I think even if you, even if you don't go back in the ring. I think you would be good as, at least being on the manager side of being that, you know, that, that, that whatever other role you can play in the, in the business. So even maybe even going as a commentator, you know, maybe, maybe be a commentator, you know, behind the scene, like in by the locker rooms or, you know, right there by the ring, you know, maybe that'd be something that you could get into just to kind of keep yourself close to the game. Cause I can tell you love it. So, you know, um, you know, so at the end of the day, you know, sometimes you got, you know, just like a, a, a ex-football player, a basketball player, they find a way to, to keep themselves in the loop, you know what I'm saying, just to be around, you know, the, the, the game. So, I, you know, I wish you all the best or whatever. So, you know, if I got back into it and if I did the commentary side of it or the ringside talker or whatever, I would, I would rather be more like Jim Jim Cornette. Oh, Jim really? Cornette has, Jim Cornette has a mouthpiece. Like, oh, really? Yeah. 
So, so we talking about the Midnight Express, Jim Cornette. Yes. Oh, oh, wow. Yeah, oh, wow. I, I actually, I actually met Jim Cornette in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, me and my guys, actually, we we went up against the Midnight Express that night, and so I had. I had the opportunity of having Jim Cornette in my face. <laughs> like, oh, like, wow. With his mouthpiece. Like, oh, my goodness. I was kind of <laughs> stunned. But then I was like, when we got outside, I looked at my guys. I was like, did this guy just get in my face? You about to thought you was out, out in the streets for real, back in the hood. Yeah, you about to ready yeah, to get out of for real, huh? I forgot where I was at and who I was for a second. He's like, ah, oh, just calm down. That's what it was. I said, I said, Jim Cornette is so good with his mouth. Oh my God. Whew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, shoot. Hey, hey, hey. I, I can see, I can see you doing that. I can see you. I can see you uh doing doing that type of thing where you're on the sideline talking junk and, and interfering in the matches. <laughs> yeah, I, you know? I I did it. It's um, it was like, oh my god! I think my first, I first time. I don't forget what team we went against, but we was in, we was in South Carolina, and the guy, um, they told me and they said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna bring this guy to you. You know, we're gonna get the referee turn his back. We need you to, you know, you know, hit him. And I mm -hmm. said. What you mean hit him? I said, you know what I mean? Tap him. He said, no, you gotta make this believable. <laughs> like, yeah. I, was like, I said, okay. I said, do he know I'm gonna hit him? He was like, so we I went up to him. I said, do you know I'm supposed to hit you? He said, yeah. I said, okay. I said, I'm a little heavy-handed, so you need to let me know. He said, oh, he said, it's all right. He said, I'd have been I'd have been hit worse before. Oh. Yeah. That night, I let him have it, and <laughs> I hit him so hard that he he was like, <laughs> he told me to look back at me like, what? <laughs> like, you told me to hit you. So, yeah. You know. Yeah. And the crazy part about it is, you know, we were talking about New Jack, and New Jack was saying that a lot of times when he was getting the ring, he would do stuff to other other wrestlers, then they didn't know he was supposed. They was he was supposed to do that, or whatever. And I guess you know at the time you you know it's just like if you acting or if you are on stage rapping or whatever, if something happens, you got to go with it. And you know what yeah, I mean? Maybe after the fact you get into it, but you got at the time you can't be in the middle of the match or whatever in the situation and be like, well, you know what you doing? It got to be one of them things that you got to kind of go with it. And then you know after the fact you'd be like, what was that in the ring or whatever. So right. you know, so so I have seen, I have seen, like, I do understand a lot. Everything is entertaining, but I have mm -hmm. witnessed a particular match before that one of the guys was like, "Okay, this this supposed to happen, but something happened, and it got. I guess the guy forgot what's supposed to happen next, and he did something different." And the dude was like, he was stunned because he was like, man, what the world? <laughs> like, but when they got in the back, he was like, man, you know, you supposed to do blah, 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 blah. He said, oh, I forgot, man. He said, I was just going with the flow, you know, just trying. He, he was like, he said, yeah. He said, uh, 
you you ought to be glad I figured that out. So I was like, because <laughs> I mean, cause you you can you can really do something wrong and not really mean to do it, and that person not knowing it, and and you really can cause a real fight mm. with mm-hmm. someone. Because yeah. some people, some people will understand that you might have forgot something, and some people would be like, they don't care if you forgot or not, but you shouldn't have done this, you shouldn't have done that. So they take yeah. it offensively, and next thing you mm-hmm. know, it, they really do have beef with each other after that because of a, a small misunderstanding. But I just so let me out of it. God a lot of that. So, um, Icon, did you, did you, did you guys talk about? Uh, contractual agreements and negotiating endorsement deals because there's a lot of contractual agreements in pro wrestling and there's a lot of endorsements that come with the with the pro wrestling. So did you guys chime in on that? Yeah. It, it, uh, it's certain it's certain companies wrestling industry uh, in, the, in the circuits. Um, some of them do make you fill out a contract. Some of them do and mm-hmm. some of them don't. And and me personally, I feel like the ones that um, I don't feel like you should have a, a contract with an indie circuit because mm. I mean it's not like you getting paid like Vince McMahon paying you. You you get what I'm saying? Mm. It's it's not it, to me. It's not. <laughs> I just think for 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 having anything that you do. Whether you're trying to get over to that next level of professional or you're an indie person, I feel like a contractual agreement protects you on the back end of something should go down. And they cause a lot of times the the indie people get blamed for the nonsense. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they have no leverage. But that contractual agreement that has that notary sticker on it gives you some leverage to really um fight you know what i mean but if you don't have no leverage to fight then you could be getting sued for something for the rest of your life and and, and you had no idea what was going on yeah mm-hmm. i think i think that it depends it really depends on what type of organization you got because if you if you have an organization to where you don't have camera crews you don't have photographers you don't have uh, a person that sits around and and really talks about your match, like like NWA or 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 WCW used to be. If you don't have that, I don't. I mean, what you got a contract for? You, I mean, everybody understand the rules and the regulations. Uh, when you when you walk into this ring, you are you know what you putting yourself into. You you don't really have to sign a contract to something like that because you know what you putting yourself into. Some I mean to cut you off um icon, but yeah. some people are used to signing contracts and some people are scared of contracts. So when it comes to that contractual agreements, you know, uh, a, a lot of times most of the people who say, Well, I ain't signing no contract, those are the people that are scared of contracts, and those are the people that don't go to the next level of that career that they're trying to obtain. So I kind of know about, you know, how, how people feel about contractual agreements, but that's, yet. That's in some cases, that's, that's if, 
I've seen some that won't sign contracts, but it wasn't because of the, it's not because they didn't want to. It's not going to the next level. It's really because of what's on the contract. Mm, it's on the contract. It yeah. does. I mean, so don't have contracts hey. written out to benefit you. Sometimes it is to benefit them. And a lot of people don't know how to read a professional contract. They don't really understand what's in that bold black print of a contract. So mm -hmm. with that being said, they stay away from them instead of going to obtain an entertainment lawyer or mm -hmm. some type of legal counsel that can help you with the contract and can negotiate you a better deal. Yeah. But the only, the only way I would do something like that, if I was going to be signed to a contract, I will have to be on Vix Man pay or TNA pay. It would have to be something big for me to feel like I have I need to sign this contract. Because then I, I would need a, a, a contract, somebody, a lawyer, to make sure my paperwork is what it's supposed to be. But to me in the in the circuit, I don't I don't think I should be signing no contract with no indie circuit. Like, cause it's not, it's not, it's just not, it's, to me, it's just not. It's more of a work for hire. You, you, you do more, more work for hire when you're in the indie circuit than you are right. on the road all the time. Yeah, I get it. Right. So, uh, so anyway, so I, I appreciate you coming on. We about to run out of time. So I want to make sure you be able to get all your plugs in and all your social medias and all that kind of good stuff in. So where can they find you? And say your name one more time, because I done butchered the hell out of it this week. Uh, I'm, I apologize, man. I feel so bad. I was uh, when I was doing my little promo on it, boy. I'm like, uh, if anybody seen it that knew you, probably be like, who in the world is that? He talking about? Hey, so, right. so, so uh, this is the thing about your name. Um, I only told people to look you up, and. <laughs> And when, when I sent the fly out, I didn't butcher your name because I was like, you know what? I can't really pronounce her name like she would pronounce it. So let me just send them a fly. And then when they asked me, I was like, man, just Google her, YouTuber, you know, um, yeah. just find her, man. You know, you, 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 you. Yeah. they was like, bro, what's her name? I said, bro, it's on the flyer, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, 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 so pronounce your name again. My real name is Crystal Lee. Okay. My wrestling name is Anna Mosity. Okay. Animosity. Mosity. Like animosity, like the word animosity, but it's yeah. if she's like animosity. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah. I, I ain't even come close to that. I ain't, I ain't even come close to that. Like, I ain't yeah, gonna, I, like I, I said, ain't gonna even tell you. I, I, I ain't gonna even tell you what I said or, or, or what he told me. I, I ain't gonna tell you, man. I ain't gonna yeah, tell you. Yeah, we gonna leave. We gonna leave that with alone. So, what's your social media? Uh, it's oh lord, Crystal Lee. Uh, just just go by Crystal Lee. I got like two, okay. two of them. I don't really because I got Instagram too. Queen Lee Styles is one of them. So Queen Lee Styles is is the hair. Um, I the the I post up pictures of me doing hair on there. So okay, 
I just can't all remember right. all of them right now. <laughs> okay, that's cool. Well, I appreciate you coming on and giving us your time. Um, I really enjoyed the story, the interview, and you know, and um, you know, everybody out there, we about to check out. So, you know, just just check us out every every Sunday morning, nine a.m. nine one zero Sports every Sunday morning. This will be on all platforms too: Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Facebook, Instagram. So once we once we leave this, it's gonna be all over the place. So I appreciate everybody coming on and to see y'all next time. Uh King, you got anything you want to say on the way out? Man, peace, blessings, happy Sunday to everybody, man. Uh I know y'all are about to catch the Notre Dame football game tonight at 7 30. Um, so tune in now on sports. The famous, the world famous world renowned Crystal Lee, we want to thank you. We appreciate you. And um, I'll definitely be in touch with you. Um there's a breast cancer awareness um, event coming up October 23rd in Atlanta, Georgia. I'll be one of the special media people there. Um, and so I'll definitely be plugging you in with the uh, event coordinator, the one that's throwing in and stuff like that, because she's always looking to work with models and stuff like that. So I'll definitely plug in with her. But until next time, guys, peace, blessings, and love. Yeah, all right. It's your boy, Iconi. <laughs> I holla.